Match Day Live reaction to Wolves 2, Aston Villa 1. I'm Mikey Burrows, Andy Thompson and Lee Naylor have been alongside me here at Molyneux for this one. Wolves got themselves in front early on. Daniel Pedence benefiting from a slip from Esri Concert. He couldn't quite get it home. Johnny absolutely lashed it into the top corner. That was after seven minutes of this game. Wolves were two up. Just past the half an hour, Marsal's cross headed into his own net by Ashley Young had come on as a sub for the injured Luca Dean. Wolves really should have had a couple more in a pulsating first half performance where Villa were frankly awful. We expected Villa to be better second half. They were. Ollie Watkins missed a couple of good chances. One he put wide, one well saved by Jose Saru. He made a couple of decent saves throughout the game, really. But then Jose Saru and Watkins were involved in the key moment with five minutes to go. Watkins just beat Saru to the ball. Villa got a penalty, Watkins scored it, and it made it much more nervy towards the end. The stats don't really tell the full story. Villa just edging the possession, 51-49, to 49, and having 15 shots to Wolves, 11. But many of those were a little bit from distance, a little bit blocked, and more towards the end when, understandably, they were going for the game when Wolves were already 2-0 up. Villa had nine corners, by the way, to Wolves, four and the past success rate, Villa just edged it 84% to Wolves, 80%. But in terms of dribbles, Wolves had 17 compared to Villa's 11. And Villa lost possession more than Wolves did in the end. Wolves winning their duels, winning the aerial battles as well. Way more tackles and way more clearances. And in the end, they came out with a victory. A victory which should have been by more than one goal, Andy Thompson. Yeah, it should have been. So, look, um, they were comfortable for long periods of the game, wasn't they? So, as I mentioned before, I think there was only a couple of uh, times where we've created our own problems and it's allowed Aston Villa to have a, put a little bit of pressure, either a corner or a free kick, or where Watkins was put through a couple of times because on, our, on one of our attacks, it just takes that little bit of care, but it just shows you. Um, the fine lines that you've got where they've been successful and making sure that but we could have put the, the game to bed we could have won it quite easily in that first half with the opportunities that we had probably gone and had a little bit too much time wanted too much uh, space with the ball rather than just taking our chances but again you look at the results and those players will be really happy in that change room see here's where the experience of you two comes in having played the game Lee Naylor because from the outside, supporters will go, well, they took their foot off the pedal and, and they allowed Villa back into it. But, no, no. and I know what you're going to say, they, they were comfortable, weren't they? They controlled it. No, it's always difficult when, you, when you're when you going in 2-0 up uh, half-time. I mean, beginning of the game, first five minutes, you, you, couldn't, you wouldn't have said who was, who was going to come out on top. But, you know, I, I think after that, Wolves uh, got a grip of the game. Um, they go in 2-0... And then you're thinking, right, okay, let's keep it, let's keep it tight at the back. Uh, don't allow them to get, you know, many chances. I think they were always going to have chances coming into the second half, but you just have to limit that. Um, and I think I thought we'd done well. I thought the keeper, you know, pulled out a few great saves towards the end to keep us in it, um, which he shouldn't have even got to that, I'll be honest. Um. I, look, let's go through it in stages then. The first goal, uh, uh, the first couple of minutes, Wolves had looked a little bit sloppy. Maybe a hangover from the internationals and, and what happened against Leeds, Tomo. But one, they took advantage of a slip from McGinn that allowed Martinho the ball and then a slip from Consul that allowed Pedence in. And that was ruthless. 
Yeah, it was. And so, uh, you've seen Pedence there having a try, you've seen Silva having a try, and then it's fell to Johnny Trinko, nearly got it in his way, but Johnny's had his shot and put it straight into the top corner. What a finish. But again, it's, it's, it's about confidence, isn't it, in front of goal and being clinical in front of goal. Um, and look, if we hadn't gone out of that situation scoring, then we would, there would have been an uproar because it's had the opportunities that they've had with two players slipping, uh, having a chance of goal. Pedence coming in, having that extra touch, I thought he could have shot it earlier. Um, Silver getting blocked, but again, it's a, it was a great finish. But it was all about the ball for the second goal for me. Marcel's ball into there, which caused Villa uh, big problems. So, like, uh, Ashley Young didn't know what to do with the ball because he knew there was pressure on him from Trincao coming in. Um, but that's what you look at. You look at putting balls into areas, what's going to cause teams' problems. But it's come from the pressure that Trincao's put, actually put on um, Ashley Young that we've got the goal. But, look, as the result shows, that it was 2-1. But, like, we've had more than enough opportunities to, to put this game away. Well, that's what we need to talk about because uh, there was a, a clean through one for Fabio Silva that Emi Martinez did well within the first half and Fabio Silva had a curling effort tipped over brilliantly by Martinez in the second half. Francisco Trincao probably could have pulled the trigger on a number of occasions and he had one from distance that yeah. kind of caused Martinez all sorts of issues as well. I guess... The, there's a funny issue sometimes whereby all those forward players, with all the goals they regularly score and all the ability that they have, they seem to pause and take a bit too much time. And Johnny, in the last two games, when the ball has come to him, has perfectly found the bottom corner in the top corner yeah. with, an, with just a first-time hit. What's the difference? Yeah. Shall, we, shall we just play up front? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think when you're low on confidence and you're, you've got time to think, it's not great for a centre-forward. I think they, they feed off being in, in, instinctive um, when the ball drops and, and then they suddenly they shoot. I think that's when they, they're at their best. I think when, when defenders or, 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 or midfielders get there in and about getting a nosebleed, that... They don't think about it. He's just get a connection on the ball, have it. Because it was a wonderful hit by Johnny, though, wasn't it? Well, he ain't saving it, put it that way. So, look, he's gone straight in the top corner. But, look, it's all about making sure that you get you take your opportunities. And I think on the back of what the Leeds defeat was, I bet he was a little bit nervous when that penalty was given away with the way that things happened. I guess that, and especially at Villa Park as well, how things happened in the eighth. Was it the 83rd minute the, the penalty was given? Uh, so you look at things like that, and I'm sure that things run through your mind. But you've got to be professional. You've got to uh, your game management's got to be good. So you just make sure you play the percentages. There's been times today, I thought, where we've got caught with the ball, where we could have just put it into the corner, rather than losing it where we're in trouble. But I, I would think that Bruno overall will be pretty happy with the way that his team play because in derby games sometimes they're not great games. The fiery there's the, and, and the worst towards the end. But sometimes the, the, some of the performances uh, suffer a little bit. But I thought that Wolves knocked the ball about, around pretty well today. Did they lose a little bit of something when Daniel Pedence had to go off nails? Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, he trapped back for us. He, he made some important challenges when he did. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think it was just getting that t- towards that time of the game where Villa was always going to go for it. Um, so whether he stayed on the pitch or not, uh, I thought it was always going to be difficult for Wolves at that time. They'd done well, um, but, you know, we gave a penalty away and after that it was a bit nerve-wracking. Um, as I said, Saar made some great saves um, to keep to keep the game at nil at the time. Um, so, yeah, it's, at the end of the day, it, it was a great 
performance from Wolves uh, that deserved a bit more than what we had. Tom says, oh my God, Mikey, we don't do the easy way, do we? But man, that feels good now. Fabio Silva was excellent today, just needs to add goals to his game. We've done this today without arguably our best two players missing. Kings of the Midlands are a we. Yeah, I mean, if Fabio Silva like performs like that every week, you, you know, you, well, you'd take it. Even though he didn't score, but he'd done a lot for the team. Let's have that debate then, because I, I thought Fabio Silva was very good today. I thought he was very good. I, I, I think that, look, say, he's an 18-year-old boy still. So he's, he's, he's learning the game, he's learning his trade. Uh, when he's first come, he was raw, uh, probably didn't have the stature what he's got now. Because you've seen him a few times today where he's held players off, he's knocked them about, he's caused them problems. He's uh, talking about Tyron Mings, who's an England international player who he's just shrugged off out of the way. Uh, he's knocked a couple to the ground when he's done it. And look, it's all about that. But again, he will be judged because of that price tag on his goals. And look, say he's bringing things into his game. He's bringing things which uh, are looking good, where he's willing to run beyond. He's willing to hold the ball up. He's willing to compete for the ball, which is great. But he's got to be putting that ball in the net. So he's had that one chance in the first half, especially. where I know he had one in the second half where Martinez saved it, but... He's got to take those chances. He's got to take those chances. He's got to start scoring. Look, he's, he's got to add that to his game now. I mean, he's, he's 19. He turns 20 in the summer. It, it, are you seeing something different from him in terms of, of movement, in terms of overall play? Uh, can, we, can we say that he's learned in the time that he's been here? Of course. Here? He's, look, if, if, as a player, if you're not learning every, every time you go on the training field, then the, the, there's something up anyways. But he's... As long, as long as he's working hard on the training field, he's working with the manager. The manager's getting through the message to him that what he wants to do as a player, um, and getting better at the same time. I think, I think the manager will be delighted with him today. Um, I think he'll be working hard on the training pitch, uh, along with the, with the other strikers, and he'll want to learn from Jimenez, um, and you know, he'll pick that up along the way. Um, when Jimenez is back. Is, is is he no longer an automatic first choice? He will be. He's, he's the Wolves' number nine at the minute. So yeah, he's the Wolves' number nine. So, but look, he's got to. He's learning. He must be learning off watching him on the training ground. As, as Nels is just saying that he's got to be learning from your Matinos out there playing what what they want and and people like that. So look, it's a learning curve for him still. I know there's a lot of pressure on him, and people speak about oh, well, he has scored many goals. I've seen an improvement this season. Then. He's, than he did before when he come out where he was basically forced into the team wasn't he because of him and his injury yeah. um, he was getting knocked about a bit by experienced international defenders now he started to think realise look I've got to do something to make sure that I'm competing against those teams and what he's done he's built himself up he's made himself stronger he's willing to run harder now uh, he chases things down he must be watching videos and players on the pitch as well. And look, I've seen a big improvement this year in him with his physique and the way that he plays. But it, but unfortunately, he's still going to have that price tag about and not scoring. And look, he's got to start adding that to his game. He's, he's a centre forward. It's like me and Niles, you'll be judged on your clean sheets and your defending. He'll be judged on goals. Okay, And I, I know the players that are judged on assists as well now. But 
comes down to he just he needs to start scoring. He needs to start taking his chances. Uh, at what age did the pair of you think that you were a complete player? Think that you were ready? I once did a I once did a dinner with what Chris Coleman. That is. Well, I once did a dinner with Chris Coleman here at Molyneux a couple of years back, way way pre-COVID times, and he said that when he was coming through, he was told you have to have played a hundred games. Once you played a hundred games, not proper player until you played a hundred games. That's Fabio Silva's fiftieth league game today. I, 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 me personally, I think that as you're a, a player and playing against different players, playing with players that come into your team i.e. with your signings and players come to your club I think you're still learning by picking up things from other people all the time don't matter how old you are so you, I'm sure Niles has come up against a fast winger thinking well how would I deal with him or somebody who's got great ability on the ball so you need to so it don't matter what you're doing you, you probably aren't the complete player I'd, I'd say the exactly the same thing yeah. I, I don't think you, you, you ever if you ever think you're the complete player then it, you know I think that's the, that's the time to, to, to give up. I've, I, I, I was always, and honestly, I was always learning. Because you play against different players. Okay, said, you okay, play when, did, okay players. when did you feel established? Because you came into the team unbelievably young. 20, 20, 21, 2021 I did. And I, I probably played about 100 and odd games by then. So about 100 games feels like a good mark. It would look, so you've got a better understanding of the game. You've got to bear an understanding of the game. That's what it's about. Okay, is there things that you can only learn by playing? Yeah. 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 And competing against... It's the only way you're going to learn. It is, yeah. You you, you know yourself. So I I always remember I was playing against... I can't can't remember the player's name at the time. But I was playing against somebody who was quite physical and quite quick and a bit taller than me. But you've got to be able to adapt and understand who you're playing against, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses. But you've got to pick it up very quickly. And I think as you get more experienced... I think that you start to learn a lot quicker about what you need to do. You know yeah. where, where to show him, what to do with them, what what's on. Yeah. What There's certain need. situations in games where, where you, you would have done in the past and then you know what to do that now when you've had that experience. By the way, I was so tempted to start throwing in players from the 50s then when Tomo said about players he was playing against when he started. <laughs> you, you must have been biting your lip into that mic. All that went through my mind when you said you came up against somebody who's bigger and taller than you. I was desperate to say Duncan Edwards. I really I was desperate for I'm surprised it. that you did just say everybody. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, Dave, Rocking Chair Dave says, what a great game. Loving to see the progression of Fabio Silva. He will start to score if he gets the minutes. Johnny's finishes have been jaw-dropping the defense is one of the best before the game i thought we would struggle to get the three points keep the faith uh samantha says we've done it lads uh, loving the commentary today also big love to cody for giving his shirt to someone in the crowd ian says i think people need to stop moaning about marcel and silver and trust the gaffer both were great today david says fabio was excellent today as well Geordie says big result one way to avenge that leads defeat onto the magpies at st james's park um a word on Marcel, actually, because a few people would have raised eyebrows coming in for Eight Nori, who is who is the more natural attacking player. Yeah, well, we said that he did today. We said, oh, what did he well today? So, look, again, about the ball in for the second goal. Great ball in. Um, I think sometimes he can possibly just play that little bit more advanced. And he, and he started to do a little bit because we saw it time, especially in the second half, I thought that he was more advanced. Again, if he wasn't more advanced in that one time in the, fir- in the first half to put that ball in, then we don't get the goal. But it uh, looks, we know that he's a more natural defender than Aitnuri. We know that he's a like more experienced player defending. But 
I thought he played well today. I thought he did well against because I think Cash at Villa Park caused him major yeah. problems. I thought in the in the game there, and I thought he, did, he handled him because I think that Cash struggled to get into the game, and I think that's down to the way that Marcel played as well. Yeah, I mean, f- for me, uh, I thought he I thought he had a really good game. Um, it was a bit sloppy to start the game, um, but after the first 10, 15 minutes, I thought he he played himself into the game. Put a lovely ball in for uh, for the second goal, um, and you know he'd done his duty. Um, what about the back three? Willie Bolly, we talked a little played bit well. before. Played yeah. well. Pre-game. Well, I will I think. Well, I think he's unbelievable. I will think Bolly's probably my man of the match mate, for me. To the way he played, the way he defended, the way he stepped into things, challenging. Um, and again, I, I always thought he was a great player. Anyway, and he was struggling to get into the side because of the way that Saiz and Kilman had been playing. I know he had uh, COVID, yeah, and COVID, I know he yeah, had injuries. I think he really knocked him for six yeah. for quite a while. And look, at, and he does that to people. But I, I think there's no doubt about it. He's a top quality player, and, and again, we've seen we've seen it today in the way that he plays, the way that he reads the game, the way that he again we talk about experience and playing games. You saw it today where he's just come through. He just like glides through to get the ball and say. Defending against Coutinho, who's one of the trickiest players probably on the park today, just brushed him aside. And, and that's what he gives you. He gives you that strength and stability at the back. Um, yeah, so I think the, the back three, I think Kilman stepping out, he did it really well. He looks more comfortable for me on the left-hand side, doesn't he? We've seen him, we've seen him a, a few times come down the right-hand side where he's, he's a little bit hesitant with his right foot. Look, he's still had a great season. But I think that it looks a little bit more natural coming down that left-hand side. Right, last couple of minutes because Lee Naylor is shivering. <laughs> he completely misjudged the weather today. <laughs> and he can't quite believe how cold it actually <laughs> is. <laughs> oh, by the, way, oh by the way, who got the right result? Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> he, he always does it. He always <laughs> does it he gets it. Considering you say 2-1 every <laughs> single day. Well, look, well, one's exactly. got to come in. Well, one's got to come in. Law of averages. Yeah. A stop clock is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be right at least once a season. Uh, um, just a final point then. Uh, can you pick a man of the match each of you? I'm just saying mine. Bolly for me. Bolly? I thought Bolly. I thought um, played well. I thought Silver played well, but I think Bolly Bolly played well. Yeah, I thought Bolly played well. Uh, I'll probably give him the man of the match, to be honest. I think two midfielders need... Need a mention as well. I'm not going to lie. I thought I think it was a good performance. Yeah, today. They get. I thought they went through the game getting un, unmentioned. They did the dirty work. Didn't yeah, they? And, yeah, and they're the ones that don't get noticed. But to to the ones that I think have have played the game, they notice the work that they've done. Uh, and I thought today they put a great shift in. Worked hard for your fullbacks. Worked hard for for the central defenders blocking off those balls in, into Coutinho. Uh, and I thought they were outstanding to be honest. With you. But for me, man of the match. Uh, Bolly. Okay, and then Newcastle. Next up, go there with a bit of confidence now. Look, our fancies against any team in this division. I so, said, look, I know that the, probably the top two, the outstanding teams, but on our day, we we can give any team in this division a game. So, look, and I know that we've got we're getting more members of our squad back. So, again, it's nice to see Neto getting a, a, a bit of minutes as well, but. There's no doubt about it. So look, we've got a talented squad. I say, I still think we need to strengthen. I still think we need to strengthen. But I just think that on our day, as it was proven today, where everybody thought, oh, this could be a tricky one against Villa because Villa have been doing well. I thought we were pretty comfortable for long periods of time in the game, and I think yeah. that we've played well. Yeah. Um, and look, 
we we can match anybody in this division the way the way we play uh, and the players that we've got. They refuse to drop out of that European race. I was don't just they? about to say, where are we in the league? We are seventh. seventh. We're going to go above West Ham. Seventh above West Ham, a point above, but have played a game more. Manchester United, as things stand, they play in the evening game. So as, as they got Leicester, they got as Leicester? we speak here, yeah, they got Leicester. So by the time people might be listening to this, they might know what happened to them. But at the moment, as we're talking here, post game on Saturday afternoon, Wolves are a point behind Man United, having played two games more, and uh, two points behind Spurs, having played two games more, and then five points behind Arsenal, having played three games. It's more. Interesting. Well, haven't it? you it's got to be happy about being a Wolves fan? At the it's minute? interesting. It, I, is that is that pushed us thirteen points above Villa as well now? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> there you go. There. I wonder if all their flags have disappeared <laughs> in the <my> street. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because considering we started the season with three straight defeats, hadn't scored a goal. There've been times this season where people have got very frustrated with yeah, the way this team have gone about things. Seventh. Seventh. seventh in the league and I say they, they keep refusing to drop out of this European race yeah. no, fair, fair play to the players you know they, they, they've, they've kept up um, the, the quality of their play yeah sometimes it's been it's been a miss but you're going to have that through the season you're going to have your ups and downs um, but they've kept in there and you're in and about it so why not talk about it yeah seven games to go seven games to go all to play for Seven cup finals. There we go. Seven cup finals. We'll be there for all of them. <laughs> Lee Naylor, Andy Thompson, thank you very much you. indeed as ever for your company. Thank you everybody who listened to us this afternoon as well. Don't forget to check into Wolves Radio for plenty more reaction from all of our guest podcasts as well. And Wolves Weekly will be back this week too, hopefully reflecting on a winning weekend for Wolves women as well. Good luck to them in action on Sunday afternoon. Thank you very much, everybody. Enjoy once more being kings of the Midlands.